0: announcement. I forgot. Whenever you take your seats, the usher will collect your seat card. If you or the usher forget, please remind the ushers to collect the seat card. Don't keep your seat card and take it home by mistake. So if anybody is having their cards, please make sure that they should turn to the facilitator. Of the very long vac, get a sick of it, and because of all the backsliding and all the other slidings and all the other issues, we are going to be engaged in a very long series going back to the basics what it means to be a Christian, who is a Christian, what is a Christian supposed to be doing how does a christian grow what are the basic doctrines of christianity what should we know what should we do and how should we go about it we're going to be talking about this for a very long long while possibly for the rest of the year we're going to be talking about what we're going to be talking about what we call the new creation realities what is your position because you are born again and you are in christ what is your authority? What is your right? What are your responsibilities? What are your privileges? We're going to be talking about all this. You realize that in the one of the reasons why many of us have backslided is because we don't know who we are. We don't understand who we are. And the devil continually bombards us and tells us all kinds of stuff. You know, the interesting thing is that it's very easy to believe the devil. It's so much more difficult to believe God. But it can be easy to believe God. It's a mindset and there's some basic understandings and things that you need to do to help you to easily believe God rather than believe the devil. You remember what happened in the Garden of Eden? I mean, what did God do for Adam and Eve? He gave them Everything, the best of everything, just one simple instruction don't eat of this tree. That's all. Oh, many of us will say, Oh, just that, that one is not hard, but that was the one that they quickly broke. And the reason why they broke that, that that did why they disobeyed was because. Someone came to engage them in a conversation. And in the conversation, they were talking about the same God. Is this what he told you? replied. And then when they replied, the devil twisted what they said. As, oh, it is not really so. It is rather this. If you eat, your eyes will be opened. Where their eyes not already opened by God? If you eat of the fruit, your eyes will be opened, and you know the difference between good and evil. Sir, okay. We know the end of the story. All of us are so struggling today because of that disobedience. Before we start blaming Adam and Eve, we all find ourselves in exactly the same kind of situation. How many times have we not talked about quiet time in this place? Spending time in his presence, reading his word. When was the last time you read your Bible? When was the last time you told God that you love him? Let's be honest with ourselves. You see, the things that he said we shouldn't do, those are the things that we we get deceived. Into trying it out. I'm sure doing this one year long back, some of you have tried some sexual things that you never thought you would do. But you tried it and you enjoyed it. And some of you went for a second dose and a third dose. And some of it's become your habit. Am I talking to somebody? Yes, look at me like angels. But all of us, we know ourselves and we know the kind of things that we have been engaged in. Cast your mind back to camp. Those of us who were there, we felt so much in love with God. And the interesting thing is that when we came back from camp, those who were not at camp, when they see you, they notice a difference. And just by the way you carry yourself the glory about you, the confidence and your faith in God, they regret that they were not there. They yearn to also have been there. Am I talking to somebody? Whether you are at camp or you were not at camp, you have one of these two experiences. Why is it that when you are at camp, you have those kind of experiences? Where have the experiences gone? those who are not there and you are yearning for it where has the yearning gone? this morning I, I'm not sure whether I'll be able to preach so I'll just introduce to us the topic and we're going to be talking about repentance we're going to be talking about repentance, the song playing in the background is good be our theme song for the whole year and you'll hear this song out until you get tired of it and unless you obey And make that your prayer. And that becomes your new life. You will never feel comfortable in Teen Chapel. You will never feel comfortable with God. Remember God says, thou shalt love me with all your heart, with all your mind and with all your soul. That is the greatest commandment. God gave us his all out of love. The Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave. one thing God is asking of us. Give me your love. And many of us don't seem to care. He's calling us to go back to our first love. Some of us never loved him in the first place. And he's calling you to love this morning. He says, I love you so much that I gave my all. I gave you everything. That I had. The scripture says if God out of love gave us Jesus, what else would He withhold from us? Is it your business that is failing that He cannot turn around? Is it the subject you are struggling with that He cannot help you to cope with the subject? Is it your dream school that he cannot give you? What else do you think God withhold, withhold, withhold from you? He has made us so many promises. And all his promises are yes and we can say amen to that. He doesn't break his promise. He does said of the Israelites, none of your good promises ever failed. We can walk in the supernatural with God. In fact, when we walk with God, the supernatural becomes a natural. If only we learn to stay in His love. And that's what God is calling us this morning to go back to our first love. So, in introducing to us repentance, there's a scripture in Luke chapter 4 that I want to read to us Luke chapter 4 and reading from verse 14 I guess Okay, I got my scripture mixed up, but just listen to me. I paraphrase it, and if anybody can quickly help me with the scripture, fine. When Jesus was on earth, some friends say we haven't prayed. Then we have already prayed. Father, help us go back to our first love in Jesus name. Amen. When Jesus was on earth, there was once that he was talking to a group of people and then he made a statement when they were finding it difficult to believe him and he said, in the days of Israel, There were many widows. There were plenty widows. But it was only one widow to whom Elijah was sent. And again it says there were many lepers in Israel. But it was to only one leper that Elisha was sent. To heal, uh, uh, that, that was it. Was only one leper that was that was healed. Now, if Jesus had time to talk about these two experiences, then it means that there's something in the lives of those two people. There is something that they may they may have done right. And that is the reason why Jesus talked about the widow and about the leper. And this morning, we want to consider one of them. Next week, we'll consider the second one. I don't know whether we'll be able to finish all this, introduce it. But this morning, we want to talk about Naaman. What was it about Naaman? That Jesus talked about and said in the days past, there were several lepers, but one particular leper got healed. There are many things in Teen Chapel, but some of us will receive a touch, and others will be looking and wondering what happened. There are some fundamental principles that we need to follow if we are to walk effectively in love with God. And that's why we talk about repentance. 2 Kings chapter
1: 5.
0: 2 Kings 5. Five verse one. When we talk about repentance, what does it mean? I mean, this word we have heard is a uh, repentance. Simply has to do with changing our mind, changing our attitude, changing our actions. If we, if you have been, uh, you are not doing well in maths, and every day one is starting to learn maths, you are playing. You need to, you need to repent. You need to change your attitude towards studying maths. You need to stop playing, you need to reduce the playing and spend more hours studying. Changing your mind and changing your attitudes as a result of the changing of your mind. Otherwise, you will still continue to bomb the maths. Or you still continue to have the grades that you have. And don't tell yourself that maths is impossible or it's difficult to study. Every subject is difficult. But if you have the right attitude, if you have the right, if you make the right changes towards that subject, you will begin to do well and it will shock you. I don't want to digress and start sharing examples of people who have struggled with certain subjects in their lives and then later on... Okay, let me just give my, my small example. I remember when I was in university, many of you know that I'm an electrical engineer by training. When I was in the university, there were some subjects that I used to struggle some electrical engineering subjects that I used to struggle with. I mean, I don't think there's any engineer. Okay, there are some engineers here. Look, no, no, those days, all right, electrical engineering, no, star delta, no connections. I used to struggle with that. I mean, how to change a star connection to a delta connection? I mean, I used to struggle. But after I came out of university, I taught in the polytechnic for two years. And I took time to study that thing again. And I asked myself, ah. So, what was so difficult about this that I couldn't understand when I was in the university? And then, my students that I taught, I made it so simple for them that they had a particular subject in the polytechnic in those days. That was a master stopper because it was like maybe like mass to you, some of you today. Anytime they go to do their exams, they all, most of them fail that exam. I taught two years in the polytechnic the first year, I took final year students that were handled by another lecturer before. And for the first time that year, half of the class passed that subject. In the second year, those that I took from the first year and took into the second year to write the final exam, half the class got distinction. Nobody failed. No, not a single person failed. The most difficult electrical engineering subject at the time. Change your mind. Change your attitude. Change your actions. Repent. You know, when John the Baptist came, the first thing he talked about was repent because the kingdom of God is at hand. Change your ways. Change your ways. Change your actions. Otherwise you remain the same. You know you should read your Bible. You don't read, just, just start reading it. Don't tell yourself it's difficult tell yourself it's difficult when you start there will always be a reason why you should stop reading I don't even know whether to go ahead with this my introduction or just to skip it but since I've started talking about repentance let me quickly rush through it and then next week we'll take it again 1st King, 2nd Kings chapter 5 now Naaman commander of the army of the king of Syria was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. And the Syrians had gone out on raids and had brought back a captive young girl from the land of Israel. She waited on Naaman's wife. Then she said to her mistress, If only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. And Nehemiah went in and told his master, saying, Thus and thus said the girl who is from the land of Israel. When the king of Israel said, Go now, and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So he departed and took with him 10 talents of silver, 6,000 shekels of gold, and 10 changes of clothing. Then he brought the letter to the king of Israel who said, Now be advised when this letter comes to you that I have sent Naaman my servant to you that you may heal him of his leprosy. And it happened when the king of Israel read the letter that he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make alive that this man sends a man to me to heal of his leprosy? Therefore please consider and see how he seeks a quarrel with me. So it was when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Why have you torn your clothes? Let him come to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. Then Naaman went with his horses and chariots, and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. But Maiman became furious and went away and said, indeed, I said to myself, he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. Are not Abana and the Fafa, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel, Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned away and went away in a rage. And the servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more? Then when he says, go wash and be clean. So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan According to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh was restored. Like the flesh of a child. And he was clean. Amen. Okay Moses. Well, take me back. This morning we will just listen to the scripture. Next week God willing i preach on Naaman. But let me just give us, there are so many interesting lessons that come out from this piece of scripture that we read. But let me just talk briefly about the conclusion of the matter today. At the end of this interesting episode, there were several characters in this passage, which we'll be looking at next week. We'll be looking at this young girl who is unnamed in the scripture. We'll be looking at the king who had to write a letter for Naaman. We'll be looking at Naaman himself. And then we'll be looking at the servants of Naaman. And we'll see all of them there are different attitudes. There are assumptions and the consequences of the assumptions. And then we'll see how these relate to us in our walk with God. And what it means to repent, to have a change of mind, order to, to have a different result. You cannot keep doing the same things and expect the same results. I was talking earlier about maths. You cannot keep learning maths the same way and expect the, your grace to change. It doesn't work that way. When Naaman finally got to the prophets, he did not even have the chance to meet with the prophets. And a lot, a lot of times in, in, in our walk with God, when you have special, for example, you have special meetings, these kind of things happen. A, a man of God may not necessarily lay hands on you to have the miracle that you are, you are, you are expecting. You may not necessarily fall down like people always expect to fall down and they know that the power of God is at work in their life. You may not necessarily fall down. Even this morning as I talk to you, you may not necessarily have heard a sermon in order to have a transformation in your life. But in all this plenty talk that I have talked, you may have just heard a little rumor and you know that is the voice of God maybe not even related to the things i've said Naman did not meet the prophet but the prophet sent a messenger sent a word to naiman and when he heard that word, oh so what kind of nonsense is this does Neiman, does this prophet know who i am he should go to my country and check check me out he got angry and if he wrote off. I don't know how many of his servants were able to keep up with him. These servants were daring. Next week, we'll talk a lot more about them. And they came and said, ah, master. But this is your anger. I don't know how they said it. Because they know, the man is a captain. They are servants. If the prophet had told you a difficulty, would you not have done it? So, go and wash." In this revolt, is your problem? I'm not sure they added that. But Naaman, the proud captain, but who was full of leprosy, made a wise decision. He decided not to be angry anymore. He decided to listen to the servants, and he decided to change his mind. He decided to repent and in humility he walked down to the Jordan River and he obeyed the word of the prophets and to his surprise he came out and the Bible says his flesh was like the flesh of a little child. Repentance. No wonder Jesus talked about Naaman. And I guess the primary reason that Jesus refers to Naaman is because Naaman changed his mind. He decided to believe the word of the prophets. When he was convinced by his servants and when he obeyed, everything turned around. And this week we we'll could talk a little more about some of the things that Naaman said and his attitude Uh, to the man of God, the same man of God that he blasted and was so angry and didn't want to see again. If you want to walk with God, if our walk with God is to be meaningful, if you are supposed to live in love with God, we have to learn to obey him. And obedience always comes by first of all repenting, changing your mind about the way we do certain things. And it's just a matter of you changing your mind according to what you think, but you changing your mind according to what God shows you in His Word. When he gives you a rima, when you hear his voice, don't ask me how you hear the voice of God. You tell me that I've never heard the voice of God before. The Bible says that the sheep know his voice. My sheep, they know my voice. If you're a child of God, you know the voice of God and you will listen to it. After listening to you, what you do with it, that depends upon you. Every child hears the mother's voice. Let me not digress again. But whenever you are convicted about something, sometimes it may appear silly. For sometimes when you read some of the scriptures, you ask yourself, God, why is it correct? Why does he give such instructions? You think you know better than God. That's how we think sometimes. Why is this LGBT coming to my mind again? That is why when God has created an organ for something, you decide to use it for another purpose. In fact, I was chatting with this, my friend, and no, let me not go there, Not, not today. God says, keep yourself pure. If you are not married to somebody, don't have sex with the person. And you think, we think that we are wiser than God. Ah, but God, this is the 21st century. This is the internet era. And you want to try some things. And when you try it, you think it's good. So you want to enjoy it. You want to continue. And it becomes a lifestyle. You do it, then you come to church with your marks, and you're looking so holy. And now I'm talking to somebody. God says repent. He's calling on all of us to repent, including myself. So this morning, I don't know what God has spoken to you about. Maybe as I was talking of one thing or the other, some things came to mind. Maybe some things God has spoken to you to change your mind about. Or suddenly an area of your life or some areas of your life that God has brought your mind to and is calling upon you to change your mind, change your attitude. Will you obey the voice of God this morning? God wants us to love him. You cannot love God and not obey him. Jesus asked Peter as many as three times, Do you love me? Moses, Jesus asked Peter as many as three times, Do you love me? And this morning, God is posing the same question to us Do you love me? Or do you love yourself? It's not about the things that you do for God. You may be the school chaplain prefect. It doesn't matter. You may be the chief usher. It doesn't matter. God is not interested in that. You may have grown in prayer. You may have cast out devils. You'll be surprised Jesus will tell you on the last day I don't know you. But I did it in your name. Yes, you did it in my name. But do you love me? That's the question to us this morning. Do we love God? Do we love these people? Do we love the people that God loves? The lost who are without God? Do we care about God at all? God is calling us to love this morning. He's calling us to change our minds. And learn to just be around Him. Enjoy Him. Allow him to change our mind and to see things from his perspective. That's the simple message I have for us this morning repentance, repent, repent. The days are evil, but glory days are ahead. Repent, repent. Shall I bow heads some prayer? open your heart, open your mouth and talk to God I don't know how you see yourself in relation with God but God is calling us into a love relationship do not reject his love if you are here and you I'm not sure that you are born again. You are not, you're not certain that you have a relationship with Jesus. He's calling you to repentance and to salvation. If you're not sure, I want you to pray a prayer like this in your own words. Lord Jesus, I have heard your voice. I believe your way. You died for me on the cross of Calvary. I call upon you now. Save me. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. Make me your own. Help me to live a life of repentance. In Jesus' name. every one of us. I want us to seriously pray. Lord, I want to live this life of repentance. Repentance is not something we do once and then we let go. It's a lifestyle. Whenever Jesus shows, God shows us something about our lives. And we need to change, we need to change our minds. We need to repent and move on with Him. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Lord, Lord, take us back to our first love. We will remember all the experiences that we've had with you, all the good experiences that we've had with you and go back to our first love. As we hold on to your word, they believe your word. It should not be a struggle. You don't struggle to love God. Just be around him. Just hang around him. He'll show you how much he loves you and you will naturally love him back. His grace is always available. His grace is always available. God is calling us to a life of repentance. Oh God, take me back to camp. Take me back to that dream. Take me back to that vision. Take me back to yourself. Take me back to the place where you showed me love. Take me back to Calvary. Take me to the cross. I know your word is true. I believe in your word and I believe that you saved me to the very end. So take me back to the cross. Lindus Gapali palia and li andoshte de de bresa zokré Zibreza and ere basón de de bresa al dúlubruk akaprákesh tuli andai. Rá padiaz zakari andala bas karoroz zí zapránde šere Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you for the life of Neman. As we explore the life of Naaman, may we see ourselves as you reveal them to us. Repent and go back to the things that we used to do for you. As we learn of your love, we do things out of love. And not in our own strength, we do it by your grace. Your grace that is always available to us. We know that you have good plans for us. We believe. Believe that you are bringing us to an expected end. It's a good end. We believe. So help us to change our minds and our attitudes towards you. And repentance. Indeed, godly repentance. That you show us yourself. You show us your beauty. You show us your majesty. You show us our future. You show us the radiance that you expect us to leave while we stay on this earth. And so empower and challenge us to share this love with all that are ready to listen. In the name of Jesus. Amen.